Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. Today is going to be a masterclass on how to create better sustainable energy throughout the day. Overall, to just have a stronger flow of energy. And over the years, I've created some episodes that, you know, um, talk about the importance of how to manage your energy, specific tactics and tools like nutrition, um, you know, exercise, sleep, and other restorative um, practices that you can do to really help balance your energy. But it's been a minute since I've created an episode around this subject. And today's focus is really, it's a masterclass. So you might want to get out your notebook and pens and take some notes because I get asked so many questions as, you know, an athlete, someone who's very well-versed in a lot of avenues of health, right? So nutrition, nutrigenomics, neuroscience, I mean, all of these areas that help an individual perform and feel at more optimal, better levels, right? Just my tagline under Black Belt Beauty, age like a badass, right? Like how do we continue to get better so that we can live long and strong in our entire lives, right? Um, How you manage your energy is a vital part to that. And what I want to share with you today is a bit of my energetic flow throughout the day. And I'm just going to go ahead and say that I understand that everybody's life is different you know, your schedules, uh, you know, who you live with, you know, you might be a parent, um, whatever the case is. We all have different lives, different schedules, different responsibilities, and all of that is going to play into, you know, our ability to do the things that we need to do to feel our best. So I just want to say that before I dive into this, that What I worked on um, when I was getting ready for this episode is really curating this to be something that wherever you are in your life and whatever your current circumstances are in your life, you can take some of these principles and apply it to your life. So it doesn't have to be a step-by-step, you know, do it exactly as I say situation. It likely won't be, but I'm certainly going to share with you what I know to be the most effective, the most valuable, and then you can take the principles or some elements of it and then curate it to fit into your life if you feel Um, resonance with the information. So the first place that I want to start is really, first of all, you know, we, we, I did a whole episode on this. I'm going to do another one again, because it's so important. So often we hear that we don't have enough time, you know, it's like, oh, there's not enough time in the day. And so it's this, this whole time management conversation is, it's a big conversation. And I understand that, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, an, an athlete, not competitively, but by way of my life, um, just a very, very active woman, a very inspired woman. So I'm always interested in doing things and my hands are always full, right? I live very full days. I understand the importance of time management. And it's something that I myself am always working to make sure that, you know, I, I'm tweaking for optimal performance. However, I feel that before time, like what comes above time rather, is actually energy, 
right? So if you think about it like this, you know, the two most valuable and finite resources that we have as humans, number one is energy. Number two is time, right? And I feel that energy becomes even more important of the conversation above time because your energy distribution is actually affecting your relationship with time, right? If you don't have a lot of energy or significant amount of energy, you know, to, to move you through your day and do the things that you need to do or want to do, it doesn't matter how much time you have. You're tired. You, you can't do anything, right? But when you have really great, robust levels of energy, you're actually able to manage your time much better. And, and a lot of that has to do with how you're able to perform in your activities in the time you have throughout your days, right? So for me, energy management comes before time management. But when you're managing your energy powerfully, you are going to be affecting your time management too. So I'll definitely create another solo episode around that specific subject and give more tactics and tools. But you can go back. I can't remember how long ago it was. There is an episode, if you're, if you're curious and you're like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. You can go back. It was sometime last year. Um, in 2022, and there is an episode, but I will do another one again, I promise. But for today, let's talk about energy flow, right? So first I want to talk about yin and yang energy. So you may already be familiar with this, right? Maybe the symbol even, but this is essentially, you know, coming from Chinese philosophy and is integrated into Chinese medicine, right? So think of yin as the restorative, the kind of more quiet, the calming energy with water, right? Cool energy. And this is also the feminine energy, right? Whereas yang is the fire energy, the masculine energy. It's the more aggressive kind of push energy, right? And you know, both of them are so essential. Both of them are an absolute necessity for harmony in life. But the the idea is that they support each other, right? There's no competition. They need each other for that harmony, right? So in my everyday life, the flow of my energy by way of my activities starts with yin, moves into yang, and then ends with yin. So that's the concept that I'm going to be taking you through. I'm going to obviously share with you um, actual tactics and strategies that you know are implemented, tools that are implemented in my own life. And then again, you can just, whatever you feel inspired to use into your own life, apply into your own life, by all means, it's your masterclass time. Okay, let's start with yin. So you wake up whenever time that may be. If you're a night shift worker, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, so I'm pretty much going to be speaking to non-night shift workers here because uh, I can speak to that more easily and with more sound science, right? But to night shift workers, mad respect and appreciation to all of you, truly. So you wake up in the morning, right? I wake up sometime um, between 5 and 5.30 on average, right? And I we I go to sleep early and I'll talk about that later. But when I wake up in the morning, so when whenever you wake up in the morning, as in all of us, right, from a brain wave state, you go from theta to alpha, okay? 
Theta is the state of hypnosis, right? This is when, you know, you might hear about this a lot, um, but it's it's where you can tap into your subconscious. That's a whole nother episode. We'll, we'll move into that for manifesting and I'll save that for later. But I just want you to remember that theta is essentially, it's the um, same brave wave, uh, brainwave state that you move into for hypnosis, right? So we go from theta into alpha. And alpha is the brainwave state where you are calm, you're relaxed, you know, you're not focused on anything, right? So in my life, this is a really, really important brave wave. It's hard to say that. Brave wave, brainwave uh, state to for me to do my journaling, my meditation, to do this yin, you know, the yin practices. It's my morning ritual time that many of you may already be familiar with. But the reason for that is because it's also when I talk to my highest self and meditation, my muse, it's where so much of my writing I, I download so many of the quotes that you guys love, you know, the things that I share and, you know, on Instagram or, you know, writing elements for my book, all of it, this stuff is coming to me. The, the, these words are coming to me because I'm in this very calm, um, tranquil brain wave state, alpha, right? So for me personally, it's, it's very, um, advantageous to do this self work, this yin practice work while I'm in this brave, uh, brave brain wave state that might happen like throughout this whole episode. Um, so I want to invite you to just think about that, you know, and again, you might be someone who, you know, you don't have much time to sit there and do all the yin, the, the meditation, the breath work in the morning. And I, that, you know, respect, you know, that's your life. I just want you to think about some of the things I'm going to share with you, because if there is a way for you to carve out, whether you got to get up earlier, which means you got to go to bed earlier or any of that, like if there's any way to just create a little extra space for yourself in the morning so that when you wake up, you don't just go into, you know, from theta, alpha to beta. Beta is the brainwave state that we're primarily in throughout the day. You know, it's like where you're focused and you're doing the things. And there's also gamma and that's a really intense focus. Um, but yeah, you, you don't want to just push the gas pedal right when you get in the car, right? Then the car is, is not warmed up and it's the same thing with us as humans. In fact, a lot of times, if that's what you're doing, you're actually pushing yourself in such a high stress state. And that stress state is how you're going to be moving with uh, in your nervous system throughout the day, right? So even literally 10 minutes, 10 minutes just to do some, and now I'll go through some of the tactics and and things that I personally do in my in my practice, but to do some breath work, like heart coherence, um, um, heart resonance breath work, really, really powerful breath work. And there's so many epic channels on YouTube where you could just type in heart coherence breath work or heart resonance breath work, and you will be able to, you know, find some great uh, channel that will guide you through this breath work if you don't have an app already, right? Meditation, you know, and I know some people are resistant to it, but again, it's, it's, it's the most powerful time or one of the most powerful times in the day 
that you can dive inward, calmly connect with yourself and wherever else you go, you know, connect with the universe or whatever that means to you, and just allow your body, your system to get into a a, a really strong state of harmony. This is going to promote more resilience throughout the day as well, right? It's creating space between you and your thoughts, right? And that becomes very useful when you got to deal with some shit throughout the day, especially shit that you weren't expecting. You know, a stimulus happens, you don't see it coming, and you respond very different right? Respond, not just react. When you've curated more of this space within you, and this is a lot of what, well, everything that I'm going to talk about in this particular moment right now, um, but especially meditation, you know, because it really does help create that space, right? So of course, I bet you can guess the next one if you've been a long time um, person in my community. Journaling, of course, right? Just whatever journaling is for you gratitude practice, um, streamlining your consciousness, just, you know, expressing whatever comes out, whatever you're feeling inspired by or challenged by or anything, right? It's just what I call rolling ink. And really it's a conversation between you and you. And this also is going to help you create that space that I just spoke about with meditation, right? So it's so, so, so valuable. Another another beautiful yin practice that's really nice after you've been sleeping for hopefully enough hours, you know, seven, eight, nine hours, whatever it is for you, stretching, you know, just some simple stretching mobility work. I mean, you got to think like our bodies are, you know, we're made to move, right? So if you've been laying down for all those hours, right, you it just to get some movement in and increase your circulation and also to connect with your body, right? This is, I say this so often, if you follow me on Instagram, you see it on my stories, I'll be all running the beach, like it's time to get into this body. Because the reality is, is that we actually have to make time to connect with the body consciously, intentionally. And a lot of people don't do that. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm in this body, but like, Okay, but do you actually feel it, right? Do you are you connected with it? Not if you're not making time for it. You're just moving through your life like, oh, I'm in my body, right? You only know what I'm talking about when you really do this work, which I hope that you are already doing or that you will do, and then you can come back and comment and go, "Oh, I totally get what you were talking about." So you got to get into the body. The mobility just and I'm not even talking about anything like major right now. I'm literally talking about like 5 minutes of just Again, YouTube, so great, right? Just to find some great stretching mobility work videos and just, you know, roll around on your floor and get the blood moving. But this is really going to help you. Again, all of what I'm sharing is helping to stoke your energy, right? To get very intentional, to get, you know, um, very connected with yourself, mind, you know, body and spirit, right? Every single Uh, idea that I just shared with you, every single tactic that I just shared with you absolutely helps you to get into a higher state of harmony and connectivity with mind, body, and spirit. Then you, if you're listening to me, you probably listen to Andrew Huberman as well. One of the most famous podcasts, or sorry, neuroscientists these days, he has a podcast too. He's certainly one of my favorite neuroscientists. I've been listening to him for quite some time now, and I I just love everything that he throws down. 
And he's so famous for a lot of reasons, but one in particular subject that he speaks about so often is the importance of getting that really early morning sunlight in your eyes, right? Um, it's it's so, so important. And the reason for this, well, there's several reasons, and I'm just going to keep it super simple, right? If you want to get super science definitely go check out Huberman. He'll break it down um, in all the neuroscience language. But you... It's going to help um, set uh, manage your cortisol levels. It's going, which is the kind of stress hormone, not a bad hormone, right? It's just it's the hormone we especially want to be higher earlier in the day, right? Because that's when we we want to get going, right? Not straight out of bed necessarily, but you know, in the morning, we we don't want it in the evening. Let's put it that way, right? Um, also, that sunlight is going to give you more, heighten your dopamine levels, right? And dopamine is the neuromodulator that is what you want to be. You want to be feeling higher levels of dopamine when you're getting ready to kick some ass in the day, because that's the neuromodulator that's going to help you go after your goals to get after it, right? To do the things that you need and want to do to achieve what it is that you aim to achieve in your life, right? Low levels of dopamine, you're going to be sad, you're going to be tired, and you're certainly not going to be motivated, right? So it really is like the kind of craving neuromodulator, you know, that that puts you into the pursuit, right? That could be a lot of things. But in this case, we're talking about getting after your day. So um, that early morning sunlight does that as well. It actually helps regulate your mel- melatonin, which comes in later in the day. So that's really interesting and important too. And then it also gives you some serotonin, which is you know neuro- a neuromodulator that helps you feel really good, right? So it's like there's the the amount of rewards that you get for literally just looking at the skyline. I'm, you don't have to stare at the sun. Um, you know, just stare at the sky. For five to 10 minutes, if it's cloudy, he suggests, I think it's like 30 minutes. This is really potent shit that's going to help your energy levels, right? And I, it takes, you know, everything that I'm talking about is, you know, obviously it's going to take certain behaviors that build the habit. I always say inches make the mile. So please consider that, you know, start somewhere, you know, maybe you're already doing a few of the things I mentioned, but maybe you're not doing some of them and you can start to implement, you know, the sunlight or, oh yeah, maybe I should start stressing, whatever it is, right? Do whatever feels possible for you, whatever you feel connected to. I mean, if you could do all of them, great. But if you can do even just one of them or two of them, that's also fucking great, especially when you are being consistent, because that's the magic pill, right? Doing it here or there, okay. But if you really want to experience what I'm sharing in this episode, which is higher levels of sustainable energy throughout your day, feel great energy, perform great energy throughout the day, then you got to be consistent. It's just how it is, right? So sunlight, first thing in the morning, you know, for me, I wake up and it's dark. Um, and I'm, you know, doing a lot of the practices that I shared with you by candlelight, um, because I, I don't want to just blast lights on. I, I want to stay again in that alpha brain wave state. It's very kind of just calm, dreamy state. And this is really where a lot of like, I just connect with a lot of the mysticism in me, um, as well as, you know, some of the kind of intellectual, um, 
downloads that end up being massive contributors to my work supporting you. So I want to move on to nutrition now because this is going to be a really important piece in this energy game. Okay, let's talk nutrition. So I want you to think about this as intentional nutrition, right? The more intention you're living with, the better life you're living, truly. So it's not eating just to eat. It's eating with real intention and purpose, which means you're also going to be paying attention to what you're eating. It's not grab the bagel and fucking go, right? It's not. Nope, no offense. If that's you, there's no judgment here, but I'm just, I'm keeping it real. I always do. And that is a fast track to, you know, just crashing. Unless you are an endurance athlete and you need that carbohydrate, just quick spike, whatever, but you're likely eating protein as well. Um, But I'll save that. I want to dive into this intentional nutrition. How you start your day nutritionally fucking plays the biggest role in how you feel throughout the rest of the day. Number one, blood sugar management. Blood sugar. Your blood sugar is dictating so much of how you feel emotionally throughout the day. We all know the term hangry, right? Hangry. It's a real thing. When you don't have stable blood sugar levels and and it drops and it hits you hard, you know, the asshole comes out (laughs) and it's, it's, it's like, it's actually a healthy response. You know, your body's like, Hey, I'm in fucking cortisol overdrive right now. Right? Like I'm stressed the fuck out. I need food. Right. But optimal blood sugar levels, like when they're more stable, right. And you're more insulin sensitive, you know, this is going to be the result of knowing how to manage your nutrition properly. Right. And Number one, the number one management to your blood sugar levels is going to be high quality protein, right? High quality protein, unarguable at this point. It really is. So whatever that means for you, I'm not here to judge your diet. I'm not here to prescribe a diet again. I'm literally just here to support your energy levels with the knowledge that I have, which at this point is pretty fucking rich, um, and not just from an educational standpoint, but from an application standpoint, right? I've been through it all, right? 44, about to be 45 this year. I have literally been through the gamut with food and, and the whole, you know, energy relationship with food and all of that, right? This is why I started studying nutrigenomics. And if you don't know nutrigenomics, it's a really cool um, geeky subject to start looking into. And it's essentially like how the relationship between, you know, your body, your genes and and food and how, how it's impacting, you know, your, your body, food, nutrition. So protein, starting your day with optimal levels of protein. So this is between 30 and 50 grams of high quality protein, which is animal protein. But if you don't do that, then you just want to maybe do, I don't know if you can do whey protein, you just you need to you need to be hitting a certain target, uh, a certain threshold of amino acids. My best friend, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, is the queen of this conversation. I've learned so much from her on this subject. 
she's definitely someone to look up and to follow if, if you don't know her already. But yeah, you're eating for these amino acids, right? And so you want to be making sure that you're hitting between 30 and 50 so that you can hit this threshold, which supports muscle health and is also going to be stabilizing your blood sugar levels, right? Because if you're eating a quick carb, you're going to spike your insulin and then you're going to come right back down, right? So that's never a good idea. Again, unless you're an athlete and you need that quick hit or something, but you're likely eating protein too if you're an athlete, right? Because it's muscle sparing. But I want to keep this simple. It's so easy for me to go into some fucking deep rabbit holes right now, but I do want to keep this simple because I, I want this to be extremely um, easy to understand and moreover, easy to apply. So 30 to 50 grams of protein, you know, when you when when you're at your first meal, okay? Healthy fats, avocado, walnuts, macadamia nuts, um, seeds like pumpkin seeds, flax seeds, coconut. These are really, really nutrient-dense foods that are not only going to help also stabilize your blood sugar levels, but they're also going to be giving you a lot of other benefits like detoxification, um, cognitive support, like memory support, um, you know, hormonal support. Oh my goodness, so much hormonal support, especially for menstruating women. Can't even talk about this enough. Um, but it, it really, fat is a great source of fuel. Um, so just implementing a little bit of fat into your breakfast as well is really, really valuable when you're, we're thinking about energy management and, you know, optimal health, right? Um, and again, depending on your lifestyle. So for me, I am very physical in the morning. So I am going to have some carbohydrates, but they're not super high carbohydrates unless I'm about to do some shit that like I need to push or if I'm trying to like build some muscle, right? So for me, that might look like I'm, every morning I have blueberries. There's endless reasons why you want to be eating blueberries every day, unless you have some kind of allergy to it or something. Um, but beetroot powder, I, I, um, I'll drink before I train and this helps me just get a better, better training. There's more, um, blood flow throughout your, your system, right? Nitric, nitric oxide, right? So, but that is a carbohydrate, right? So I'm just giving you different options or it could be like an apple, some kind of fruit or something. Now, not everybody needs a carb necessarily in the morning. Um, when we're talking about like energy, but it, it's, if you like it, and it feels good. And it is, you know, something you're going to do something physical afterwards, which we're going to get into next, then by all means, have a little bit of that carbohydrate. You know, it's, it's especially these nutrient dense carbs, like I just shared, you know, a little bit of apple beets or, um, you know, blueberries. I mean, these are really nutrient dense carbohydrates that are giving you more than just a um, you know, bump of insulin. They're giving you antioxidants. They're, you know, so many, so many different things. Again, I have to put a leash on myself when I start talking about this stuff because I just love it so much. You know, when you fucking learn how you have so much control to feel better, to perform better, to look better, like whatever better is for you in that case, right? You have so much agency there. And it all comes down to your lifestyle and the choices you're making. It's like, why the fuck wouldn't you be doing these things? Like who wants to walk around and not have great 
potent, robust energy, feeling vitality, you know, being really, you know, happy with how they look, right? Or how you're showing up and you're performing, like kicking ass, you know, in every area of your life. Like who doesn't want that? I don't know one person personally, in my life at least, and it's certainly, you know, everything that I want every day, which is why it's so easy for me to, you know, have curated this lifestyle that allows me to, you know, turn my best into better every fucking day. So I digress. Let's get back to nutrition. Um, but yeah, so intentional nutrition, these are just some some kind of principles that I'm sharing. You want to manage your blood sugar levels. Here's a few extra things that are really geeky and fun. So you want to think about like brain cognition support, right? Um, Before I podcast, for example, right? Blueberries, again, so massively supportive to brain health. I mean, there's so many studies that I wish I could just remember, you know, how to reiterate it exactly for you, but I can't. But there's so many studies, real high quality evidence-based studies that show the efficacy um, behind, you know, the the what new uh, blueberries do to our entire system, specifically our cognitive support, right? BDNF, it helps brain-derived neurotropic factor, right? Um, but it also helps with memory. So anytime I'm in a podcast, there's a few things that I'm eating before the podcast, um, eggs, because choline, which is so healthy for the brain, and unfortunately, most individuals, I think in the US, like do not get enough choline. Um, some other choline-rich foods are beef, liver. Yeah, so eggs, beef, liver, those are three that I know for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm having eggs and I'm having blueberry because I want the most you know, potent cognition that I can have before I step here and, you know, create a solo episode for you or speak to a guest, whatever it is, right? Um, so another another thing to think about with your intentional nutrition is dopaminergic. <laughs> this word is so hard for me. Do you have any words that are hard for you? Dopin- dopaminergic. Dopaminergic dopaminergic foods. So go back to the sunlight, right? Getting that dopamine in your eyes. So these are foods that elevate dopamine levels, right? So beef, eggs, nuts, right? These are other, um, these are other breakfast choices for me. And that might sound funny because we were grown, you know, raised, or at least I was, where it was like cereal and, you know, super carby, sugary breakfasts. And it's like, I think about that and I'm like, wow, that is so wrong for so many reasons, right? Um, I love having bison or ground beef and um, blueberries and some avocado for breakfast with some eggs. It is, that is fucking kick ass fuel right there, okay? That's what gets me to come in here and throw down my episodes with fire, helps me push in the gym, you know, and just overall helps the entire energy that I'm moving through my day with, right? So think about that, that, you know, what you may have learned to be your typical breakfast foods are not necessarily foods that are going to serve you the best um, kind of energy and really overall nutrition for optimal wellness, right? No judgment. I'm just telling you some facts. Um, so yeah, so nutrition, intentional nutrition, think about managing your blood sugar levels, think about, you know, your brain and, you know, how you want to perform cognitively through the day. Think about, you know, these neuromodulators, like your hormones, like 
how how you want to feel from that perspective. So the dopamine, <laughs> dopaminergic foods, you know, think about you might want to start implementing some of those foods in the morning as well to give you that stimulus, that response, right, to carry you through your day with. So nutrition is super, super important. It is, to me, one of the greatest levers of our overall health and, and how we are feeling in our day-to-day lives. Next, we're moving into yang energy, okay? So again, yang is the fire. Now it's time to turn the fuck on and get down to business. And in my world, that's when training comes in, right? So I'm still, this is morning for me because I have the ability to do that. I understand again that this may not be the case for you. Um, I'm just going to lay this down and then you can, you know, figure out how it makes sense for you. But just know this, if you, if you're training really hard at the end of the day, it's going to be harder to get into better quality sleep. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you have to have a much stronger practice, um, yin, yin practice, which we'll talk about as we move down this, um, to, to, to optimize your body for optimal sleep right? But we'll get to that later. So for me, moving into yang means I'm about to, you know, throw it down in the gym or on the beach, you know, sprints on the track, uh, whatever it ends up being, hot yoga, but it's essentially time to fucking go. So let's move into movement. Okay, movement. So I'm going to share with you my non-negotiables that happen every single week with some exceptions. And I won't go into this rabbit hole because it is so big and I cannot wait to have um, real hardcore experts who come in and speak on this specific subject. But there are certain weeks in the month where my training changes based upon where I am in my cycle. So my menstrual cycle, right? So um, just a little snippet here, like in the late luteal phase. So this is just before menstruation. This is not push time. This is not gangster beast mode time, right? This is more restorative. It's a deload week, right? So it's, you know, if you're doing some resistance training, for me, it's like not about um, heavy weights as much as it's about some volume. It's more lots of walking, right? So I'm just, I want to give you that because even though these are uh, non-negotiables and they're stables throughout the week, just know that... um, as a menstruating woman, I'm always adjusting my training based upon where I am in my cycle. And it's so valuable. If you're a menstruating woman, I'm telling you right now, even if you're a partner to one, like, holy shit, diving into this subject is so valuable for so many reasons um, because it really dictates so much about your psychology, like how you're feeling emotionally, your body composition, energy levels like week by week in in the month. So again, I'm going to calm myself because I could easily just go on a tangent right now, but I will I promise you there are going to be several episodes coming up where I'm going to dive deep into this um with some kick-ass experts and I cannot wait because this is truly a superpower. So, but back to my non-negotiables. Non-negotiable number 1, resistance training. I am a fucking lover of lifting weights, which is so, so amazing because there were so many years earlier on, my 20s, 
in the beginning of my 30s where I pushed against it. Like I thought, oh no, you know, just, it, yeah, it, I, it was, I didn't understand the science behind it, even though my brothers were always like, lift weights or athletes, right? And I'm like, no, I, you know, whatever. It's a whole nother tangent that I'm not going to go on. But knowing the science and knowing now I've been so deep in the game for a long time now with my resistance training, it is the number one, number one um, method of exercise training that I turn to throughout the week. So for me, it's like four days a week I I lift weights, right? Um, Resistance training for you, by the way, it's all, it's dependent on where you're at. Like body, uh, body weight may be your level right now, right? Body weight for me, unless I'm going to failure, it doesn't put enough stress on my muscle, right? Because I've built a lot of strength. So I have to really, I have to lift heavier weights and I love it, right? It's empowering up here in the mind and certainly in the body, right? But it's most importantly, and this is going to bring us back to this whole piece here, but the signals that it's giving my body to help me live long, not just long, long and strong, right? To be the woman who can get out of her chair at 80, at 90, you know, and if I get to live longer, whatever, um, without help. Like this is one of the reasons, but it supports brain health, hormone health. I mean, you want to feel fucking great besides looking great? You got to lift weights, right? So that's that's number one for me. Number two, sprints. Sprinting is such a love for me. You know, when I was uh, all, all the way up until like 14 years old, I was a competitive runner. And I just, I've always loved running, sprinting. Um, these days, it is an absolute non-negotiable for me. There's so much reason to sprint, especially, you know, in this age that I'm in right now, in this decade and moving forward, what it's doing for me hormonally helping me age long and strong. I mean, the list is so long and will become another lecture like episode, but it's really, really potent, right? It's, it's certainly helping to manage and balance ener- um, hormones. And I also love the, the BDNF factor, right? What I feel cognitively after sprinting is so fucking good. Like a lot of times before podcasting, I'll sprint. And the coolest part is, is that sprinting is not, um, you know, it's not like doing this for an hour. We're talking about, you know, 15 minutes, depending on, it it varies if you're competing and, you know, this can be a different situation. Then it can certainly be longer. And and in, in my world, it is that oftentimes too. But like when you're really just going for that dose and like the reason behind sprinting, we're talking about like 15 minutes. And do you understand how powerful that is? So if you're someone who's like, oh, I don't have time, it's like, well, do you got 15 minutes? Sure, you have to warm up, you have to cool down, and it's not something that if you're not used to doing that you could just run into and just start sprinting. No, you will get injured. Do not do that, okay? Um, However, if you can start learning some of the techniques and how to really start this, um, you know, method of, of training and you get into it and you build up to you build up to it it's literally not only is it fun well okay it's fun for me you know maybe some of you does won't think it's fun but i love feeling my body fucking work 
I love feeling it. I love the conversations that I'm having in my head and out loud when I feel the fucking heat in those moments, right? I mean, this is this is all transferring into every other area of my life, right? And so when it gets super hard for me, are you kidding? That's when I get to learn about who I am, right? Easy? We don't learn anything about ourselves in easy, right? It's who are you when it's fucking hard. So sprinting is a really great um, source for me to learn about myself in really, really hard, you know, challenging physical moments, but not just physical, it's mental too, right? So sprinting is another non-negotiable that that is happening throughout the month. Um, hot yoga is another. I mean, this is just yoga is so sacred to me. It's so special. I specifically love hot yoga. Um, I love, you know, just, yeah, there's so many different forms of yoga. Yoga to me is like, it's a nutrient that our bodies, our souls, our minds need, in my opinion, you know, especially these days, like everything gets harder and more rigid and, you know, yoga keeps us open. Yoga keeps us connected. And also yoga helps us know how to breathe through discomfort, which to me is one of the greatest tools that any one of us could, you know, learn how to apply in our lives, right? So hot yoga is absolutely in the focus, man, when it's so, so hot, especially in Las Vegas, you know, you're in this hot room full of people. And it's like, you know, 75 minute class, 90 minute class. It's, it's serious. I love it. I love it. It's happening all throughout the month for me. And then the fourth non-negotiable that happens literally every day is walking. Walking. Walking is like the greatest fucking low-hanging fruit <laughs> to feel great. Supports hormone health, body composition. It's so great. So think about this. The sunlight in the morning. Go on a little walk. If you follow me on Instagram, you know I'm always doing that. Like walking, sunlight, right? Um, do not underestimate the power of several five-minute walks throughout the day, right? After you eat a 20-minute walk, even a fucking 10-minute walk supports your digestion, balances your blood sugar levels. And this is all proven, right? It's so easy in terms of like what it offers you to feel better. And it's it's just, you don't need anything to walk, right? We, we all, you know, the lifestyle that has been curated by society has positioned people to be so much more sedentary. And it's really a fucking problem. Like, I think there's like, some kind of statistic that should, like it's worse than smoking now, right? We're not, humans are not designed to be fucking sitting all day. We're just not, right? So, um, you know, if you are, just a couple of tips, like let's just say you work in an office. Um, I want you to think about, you know, getting up every hour, even if it's just to walk to go get some water or walk to the bathroom, whatever it is, just get up get up and fucking walk. I mean, there's certainly other things that you can do just in terms of like getting up and moving, but I'm giving you the example of walking because walking is also one of the things when you think about aging, you know, and how many activities you're going to be able to keep up with as you are getting into these later decades of life. Well, walking is the number one, right? So, the sooner that you can start creating um, a habit to be walking throughout the day, the better. And I 
this is, you know, I love a Fitbit for this reason because I personally love, um, I love seeing my steps, you know? I think the accountability factor is real, especially because like, it's just easy. All of a sudden time just flew and you're sitting on your ass for three hours or whatever the case is. Uh, if you're my in my coaching community or I don't know, maybe you've even heard it here on the podcast, but I always say like my ass has a quota. Like you, it will not allow me to sit longer than 90 minutes. Like it's like, I got to get up, you know? Um, so I just want you to think about, you know, for me, the fourth non-negotiable is walking. And again, I'm going to run through it. So resistance training, um, uh, sprints, hot yoga, walking, right? I'm not talking about jujitsu, you know, other, you know, fun, um, surfing. I mean, there's, there's so many other modalities of movement that I love and, and that I incorporate, but those are the staples and I share them because they're real. They're part of my life and I know what they give to me. I know what the evidence says, you know, that the research has been done behind all of these, you know, the four modalities, but these are modalities that for the most part, you know, uh, maybe in some different variations, that I believe are more readily accessible to to all of you. You know what I mean? Walking, sprinting, it's accessible, right? Um, don't have hot yoga, there's probably yoga. There's certainly yoga online, right? Resistance training, even if it's doing some, you know, body, body weight training in your living room, it's still like, it's not cardio, okay? It's, it's a pushing weight against your body. But this you know, and I do this again, this is for me, it's in the morning. Primarily all of this is in the morning with exception of walking throughout the day. Uh, but it's, it's setting me up to have stronger levels of energy, like more sustained, robust levels of energy. It's making my hormones happier, helping my cognition and overall just helping me feel fucking better. Not to mention accomplished, like Anytime I finish a session of training, and this is my lifestyle, right? It doesn't get old. I always feel like accomplished, right? Now I can move into the next thing. I know a lot of times like training or exercise, I call it training because it's a different mentality when you're training versus exercising. That's another subject um, or episode. But, you know, it's really, um, it's something very easy to push to the side. I don't have time. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. When you think about kind of like the pyramid of, of life and well-being, work does not live at the bottom. Health is at the bottom. It's the fucking foundational piece. It's the foundational piece. There's no argument there, period. There's nothing that comes. And obviously health is a big subject. There's many different factors that contribute to health. So, but still, at the end of the day, if you feel like shit, if you're not feeling well, if if you're starting to break down, if you don't have the energy levels that you need and want to build your life, to thrive in your life, well, you got a really not great foundation, right? So and it's my opinion that this foundation be, you know, becomes the ultimate priority and that you rearrange your life however you need to to manage the investment that you give every single day to that foundation. And it's so important to say this. Are you ready for your break here right now? Right? Look, it doesn't have to be this hard. So think about like working out. You don't got to do this shit for an hour every day. That's like, no, 
at all, actually. The magic pill is consistency. It's all about your, you know, are you, if you're moving five days a week and that moving is going to be different, right? Different in terms of modality and in terms of time invested. As long as you're doing it, hitting it five days a week or whatever that, you know, is for you. It could be six days. It could be four days, but you know, you certainly four and above, right? Um, That's all that matters. Because when you zoom out and you've been consistent, this is building your health, right? And you think about food, it's the same thing. Okay, every day, maybe you're not hitting the things, but, you know, are you doing just enough of it at least to stay consistent with it so that you start to feel and see the benefits coming from it? That's all that matters. So it doesn't have to be this, oh, I have to meditate for an hour and journal for an hour and I have to cook a fancy fucking breakfast and now I got to go work out for an hour. No, not at all. Like at all. Take, again, inches make the mile. And you, if you're in my community, I know so many of you are already super dialed in. So this may be even irrelevant to you and you're just listening to me go on a tear right now. But I really need to share this right now for those of you who, you know, maybe have it in your minds, like you're overwhelmed by the ideas of of all of this, not necessarily even what I'm sharing, but maybe just conceptually what you already know around this stuff. And so you tend to kind of back away from it. And what I'm inviting you to think about is you don't have to go about it that day. I suggest that you don't actually. To create behaviors that actually create the habits, that create the lifestyle, you actually have to move in incremental pieces, right? You have to connect with what you're doing, right? You need, that's how you're going to sustain it. That's how you make it a lifestyle. Otherwise, You're that person where you're very seasonal or you have a motivational moment, no judgment, just fucking laying down the truth. You know, you hit a high moment, you you feel it, Oh, you know, you go this far a couple weeks or whatever it is, a couple months, and then life happens, bottom out. You didn't connect with what you were doing. You didn't connect, and that's why it doesn't stick around, right? All the things that I'm sharing with you, they are a part of who I am, Right? because I've built that connection. I literally talk to my food. You don't have to be that person, but I do because it's 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 fueling me and giving to my body. So I'm fucking appreciating it, truly. And all the life that, you know, brought it to be in that, uh, in that bowl for me. But my point here before I move on is just to say that I want you to just, you know, move with all this stuff in a way where you can connect with what you're doing you're more intentional about it. You're moving bit by bit. You're building. You understand that this is a life game. It's a lifestyle, right? And so it's okay if, you know, you're starting really small, but you're, it's actually not just okay. It's fucking awesome that you're starting small and you're building, you're building it out and you're building it out. And before you know it, that consistency has literally changed your whole fucking lifestyle. And in return, change everything about you for the better. That's the goal of this episode. So let's move on. So I want to move into um, the work zone because we all have different jobs, right? We all have different careers and work is going to look different. Some of you, you know, your work could be very physical. I'm focusing here on more um, of the individuals who don't have very physical work, right? So you are someone who's likely sitting a lot, you're at an office, um, but you're just not moving a lot. So some of the tips, it's really ironic, but you know, the more you sit, the more tired you get, 
right? The more you move, the more energy you get, right? So if you can just, I kind of touched on this a little bit um, earlier, but, you know, get up every hour, walk around your office, you know, just get up every hour, even if it's for one to two minutes, that's great. Doesn't matter. You're you're just not sitting locked in your chair, right? Back bent over shoulders. You know what I mean? Like we get up, move, right? You're going to feel a burst of energy. Oh man. Um, I was just listening to a a Huberman podcast actually. And, um, he had Andy Galpin, great Dr. Andy Galpin on there. Um, who scientist who was, he was actually talking about this. Like even he was giving this example, like if you were to just like, let's just say you've been sitting for an hour plus, right? You get up and you just sprint. Like, I think he gave the example of sprinting up his stairs. That little burst of movement will help your, God, you have to listen to this episode um, because I wish I could repeat exactly the way that what he was sharing in it. But that little boost of movement is going to, I'm going to keep it in my terms, like invigorate your whole body. You're going to get a big dose of energy or a dose of energy. We won't say big necessarily, but you're going to get a dose of energy. So when you sit back down at your your desk, you know, you're, you're, you're shifted. You, you literally are shifted energetically inside. So if you, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to like, you know, run upstairs, but if you can, if you got an office and, you know, don't get hurt, but like if you can do a short, short burst, I'm talking about like five seconds of movement and you're doing that a couple times a day, holy shit, watch what's going to happen with your energy. And I would love to know, like come back if you're watching this on YouTube, it's a great place to leave it in the comments and let me know. Because I know, I know that that will change the game for you. You know, when I'm sitting for, you know, that, and I get to that 90 minutes, I'll get up, jump, walk around, like something, move. You got to shake energy out, right? And then I can sit back down and actually it supports stronger focus as well, right? You're not just like falling asleep. So um, yeah, and another another cool one for work, um, if you can do this, I this is my lifestyle, I can do this. Um, I take as many meetings or phone calls on the phone as I possibly can. Why? Because I could walk, right? I don't want to just be Zooming all day, right? That's just, you know, no. Um, this actually supports more creativity. So higher states of cognition when you're walking, and this is proven, right? So um, if you have the the ability to do that, think about that. Like, look at your schedule, your meetings. If you don't have to be at your desk or sitting, you know, or on a Zoom, and you could take that call, that meeting, and have it, you know, done while you're walking, well, fuck yeah, you're getting your steps in, you're getting better cognition, you're going to be more invigorated in that call, like better ideas. And just overall, you if you're outside, you're getting the sunlight, you're getting the fresh air. It's, I mean, win, 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 win. You know what I'm saying? So that's another, another big one. Um, this is a really great one. So there's an app that I love called Breathe. And it's really great because you can, you can, you could do a lot of things with this app for breath work, but it has like some set different variations of set um, styles of breath work, or you can find your heart coherence, heart resonance, breath work, and literally create, you know, how many inhales, exhales, whatever. So um, one minute of breath work, right? One minute breath work a couple of times a day will work wonders on your nervous system. It will, I mean, there's so many, many benefits, but first and foremost, your nervous system, right? 
Um, it's going to help, you know, if you're in fight or flight, which honestly, most of us these days are like living in just higher and stress isn't bad, but you don't want to, you know, just be living in survival mode and, you know, and, and, and fight or flight. This leads to, leads to chronic stress and inflammation and uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, however, um, you know, doing this one minute breath work, kind of like timeouts will just reinvigorate you. Um, it can help you to process whatever it is that you were doing, you know, just before that. And that could be really great. Like if you need to retain some information, memory, right. But it's really just also a great opportunity for you throughout the day to go back into your body and connect with yourself. This is really going to impact your energy levels. So get up and walk, um, or do like a, you know, five to set 10 second burst of movement. Um, do, um, some walking breaks with, you know, so basically meetings or calls and on a walking break, if you can, and then one minute breath work, one minute, right? If you want to do more, do more, but I'm trying to keep this as simple and applicable while also being as effective as I possibly can. And one minute absolutely works, right? Now we're going to move into yin again. So again, it's like, think of it like yin, the yin energy and the yin practices uh, are bookending the yang, right? So the feminine energy is supporting the masculine energy. So it's it's essentially like supporting your fire to really fucking be powerful, right? Because you're restoring yourself at the, at the start and at the bottom, which is you getting yourself ready to go to bed and sleep is like the everything to feel better in life, right? So you really want to make sure that you're sleeping really you know, well, optimally. Um, and these yin practices, kind of yin flow at the end of the day is going to help you do that. So let's dive into that now. Okay. The final energetic flow for this masterclass around managing your energy, yin. So I want you to think about the yin practices that I shared at the top of your day. And essentially, I want you to move them to the bottom of your day as well. So this could mean that you're doing both, or it can mean that maybe you're doing some of what I shared in the morning, I'll touch on them, um, and the other parts you're doing in the evening. So maybe in the morning, you only have time to get that sunlight, right? Which is literally one of the most important, if not the most important, um, and do some meditation, right? Great. Now it's the evening in your yin and that you have space in your schedule to do, you're going to do some journaling. You're also going to get some sunlight because that's actually very important. And again, listen to Andrew Huberman speak about this, but it's the two time a day factor because this is really what's helping you, you know, keep your cortisol levels um, at a healthy place, your melatonin. It's just managing you hormonally so much better. And, and, and this is going to help you get more high quality sleep, right? So definitely want to get that low level sunlight starts in the morning, comes in the evening. Um, and, you know, this is also the time where you can do some deep breath work, um, deep meaning like if you want to spend more time doing a longer practice of breath, breath work. Um, it's also a good time to maybe do some reflective journaling, like what was your experiences the, uh, throughout the day? Is there anything that you need to process or kind of move yourself through emotionally or or any of that? You want to, you know, be 
gratitude at the end of the day for whatever your your day gave to you. You know, it's just again, it's this connectivity time with self. It's this quieting time, and you're you're moving yourself into the alpha brain wave state again, right? So, you know, you're you don't you're not going to go from beta or gamma to fucking theta, okay? <laughs> So, meaning like your brain waves, you know what I mean? So if you want to fall asleep, which is when theta, when you're falling asleep, you're going, when you're kind of like conscious, not conscious, you know, that's theta. You can't go from beta, like where I am right now, into, into theta, right? Alpha is a very, very, very important brain wave to, you know, get into, to get into optimal um, sleep. And so these practices that I listed for the day, but that work really powerfully in the evening as well, help you get into that state, right? So um, another cool thing, and this is something that I, I love to do throughout the week, is I love to put my feet up against the wall. So literally like back on the floor, kind of hands out, butt against the wall or as close as you can and feet up five to 20 minutes, you know, whatever you got. Oh my goodness, there's so many benefits to this circulation, digestion, nervous system. Like get this is if you're in fight or flight, it'll calm you down and get you into um rest and recovery, rest and digest, right? It supports your digestion. It's so good. Again, this is low-hanging fruit. Like what? You just put your feet up against the wall? Yeah. And I mean, kind of like a no-brainer point. It's like we're on our feet all day or for the better part, or even just sitting, right? Like we're, you know, look at our body movement in here. When you put your feet up, I mean, that blood, the circulation is actually supporting heart health as well. So there's so many, so many benefits to that. So this is something that I love to do at the end of the day as well. And it really does, um, you know, evoke that calmer state and certainly puts me into an alpha brainwave state if I'm not already there. Um, you know, I skipped over um, food at the end of the day because you could just take that top nutritional, you know, intentional nutrition and um, take the principle around intentional nutrition and just apply it to the end of the day. And essentially what that means, again, is just really think about food as food. foods are like hitting switches in your body. Turn this on, turn that off. You know, it's it's like turning that lever on, turning that lever off. These are genes and processes that are happening. And food is telling your body, turn on, turn off. You want certain processes and certain genes that you want to be turned on, you want them turned on, right? You want them switched on, right? Certain foods are going to do that and other foods are not. So just I understand, you know, it gets really sciencey and I, I certainly don't want to overwhelm you or do not want you to get overwhelmed. But if you can just start learning about, you know, the effects of food, you know, and, and how it's playing into our overall system. I mean, it's just a really good idea. It's just empowering information, like knowing what helps you feel better. Kind of kind of powerful, right? Um, so I will say one thing, you know, towards the end of the day, you know, a staple for me, again, I'm very protein centric, my girl, Gabrielle Lyon. Um, so that's always number one, but something else that's, that's really important for me at the end of the day, my meal is a starchy carbohydrate. So for me, I love sweet potatoes. It's always going to be sweet potatoes. Um, it could also be rice for others. I just don't do grains, but the reason for that is because it's going to support, tryptophan and serotonin, right? And 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 that's going to help you sleep better. It's going to help you calm down 
and get into that brave uh, wave state and um, just feel really good and calm, right? Um, it's really good for hormones, again, for women who are menstruating. So it's actually very important for thyroid health as well. So that's just, that. that's definitely uh, like a non-negotiable and a principle in in the nutrition at the end of the day for me personally. And I think you'll benefit from, t- from it too. Um, another thing that's really, really important is timing of your food. I get it. Everyone's schedule is different. So again, take what you can, take what you want from this. But um, if you cannot eat for up to three hours before bed, you're just giving your body a better opportunity to regenerate, to do like get into um, high quality sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, right? Because your body is going to have a hard time digesting and, you know, doing, helping your cells um, renew themselves and like doing all the the processes that, you know, our body bodies are designed to do to support our health while we're sleeping, right? So if you can, you know, if not three at a minimum, two, it's really, really advantageous to your overall health and well-being. And again, if you're thinking about energy, you cannot not think about the quality of your, your sleep. If you don't have great sleep the night before, your energy is already going to be shot the next day, right? And that's going to have a cascade of issues. Your blood sugar levels are going to be all over. Like there's going to be a lot of issues there, right? Um, shout out to the new parents because I know that that's a that's a real challenge that you're having to work through. You know, when you have a new baby. Um, but yeah, so if you can just manage the timing of your food, you know, everybody is so different. So bio individual bio individuality is a real thing. Um, you might be someone you're like, but Rock, I love eating my sweet potatoes right before bed and it helps me sleep better. You, it might be you. Um, if that's not you though, if you're falling asleep and you feel full, you know, then just try out what I'm saying. Everything I'm saying, do upon your own, like whatever feels good for you. If there's anything you need to ask your doctor, I'm not the doctor. I'm just sharing information, right? Um, but again, all of what I'm sharing I know to be extremely effective and there's tons of science to back this shit up, right? So I'm giving it to you from two angles, high quality evidence-based information that has been put into years of application in my own life and the results speak for themselves, you know? Um, It really makes a big difference when you start to implement this stuff and make it a lifestyle. You will feel a big difference. So um, that's pretty much it. The last thing I'll say, and this is like probably one of the hardest parts for most people, try, try not to be on your phones before bed. You know, certainly don't watch the fucking news. Don't have, you know, any kind of conversations that are going to put you into gamma, like an argument state or like just, you know, you, you again, you want to come down, right? We're not going from super high focus, I'm up here to, oh, now I'm going to go to sleep. No, you're not. You're going to lay in your bed. You're going to not feel good because you can't sleep. And then that creates a whole another fucking <laughs> set of issues, right? So you have to finesse yourself, self as in um, your body, your state of mind, your brain. You have to finesse yourself to get into this state that's going to support you to have more optimal sleep. And that optimal sleep is going to be the biggest factor in how you feel energetically the next day. So I'm telling you, 
This was literally a fucking masterclass. And it was important, you know? I I get questions all the time on Instagram. If you don't follow me there, Roxy Look is my personal account. I'm also at Black Belt Beauty. Um, but I know so many of you, you know, hit me up in the DMs and ask me questions because it's, you know, you can see that it is my lifestyle. It has been my lifestyle for fucking ever. Um, and I, I want to support you to the best. I want you to be fucking thriving in your lives from within and out, right? I always make sure that that's, it's not just out here, right? We're not just winning out here. No, we're winning in here first. And that actually helps us to be winning out there. And the energy level is that we're moving ourselves, you know, through it with and from throughout the day is playing the largest role in, in, in what's happening out here, right? If you don't have energy to create the life that you want to live, well, then I mean, there's nothing else to say after that. I mean, creativity is a full body experience. It's very hard to, to, to be creative when you're tired, right? So again, energy management is, is really, really important when you think about thriving in your life, which is all I want all of you to be doing. So please, this, I would love to know how this episode hit you. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit the subscribe button if you have not already. And let me know in the comments how this one hit you. Like, were there any special takeaways? Do you have any thoughts? Like share, just communicate. I love, love communicating with you, all of you and any of my um, channels. If, if you know, uh, Instagram is a better place to connect, DM me or comment under the post that comes out with this episode. There's many ways to connect with me. I'm here for all of it. And if you have not already given this podcast, a five-star rating review. I really hope that everything, all of this information that I've curated to give to you to feel your best today will invite you to take literally two minutes, not even, um, to click the the very easy link that's in the show notes to um, leave a five-star rating review for Black Belt BD Radio. Me and my team so deeply appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. I will see you on the next one. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next. Thank you.